We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Hey, 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 everyone. It's Cynthia Varkavisser from Mind Power Meets Mystic here talking with a really special person. His name is Lewis Cullen, and he is one of my heroes, to be honest. And I'll talk more about that in a moment. But in his bio, my favorite is that he's a 52-year-old Black gay man in recovery and co-host of a podcast at the CCC, which is the Castro Country Club, right? Yes. Okay. Michelle Walters uh, couldn't make it this evening to be with you, but she's super excited to hear our podcast. So Lewis, let's just tear it up and make her jealous. She wasn't here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. So uh, Lewis and I were just talking about um, why I asked him to be on the podcast, which is he is an amazing person of positivity. Um, I know him through my partner, but mostly I know him as Minnie Happy Returns. (laughs) And I have been a fan of Minnie for at least since before COVID. So at least four or five years and um, mad, mad applause for you um, doing drag during COVID. I mean, that was, that was rough. That was really rough. And the costume changes that you went through um, along with that. And during this time, I also saw you um, coach other drag queens along um, how to present, how to be bigger. And I just love it. And, oh, we have one picture of you where you're walking along. You you were walking towards the elevator at the last, at the last, not the last show, but um, at one of the last shows. And all of a sudden, Dee says, let's take a picture. And you struck a pose. And I swear you exuded this light that was amazing I was in awe and I was a little bit jealous because you turned it on so quickly and this is the stuff that I want to talk about I want to talk about the positive positivity of drag in all the ways that you have positive in positivity in your life so absolutely yeah so tell us about Minnie okay so Minnie Minnie came about um I believe it was around 2009 2010 early recovery for me and um I think I had like like most gay boys I had always kind of wanted to perform or at least I'd go to shows in my active active addiction and I'd see performers and I had friends who were performers and I thought it was amazing and it was just amazing how they connected um so when I had the opportunity through living sober that's um a conference that happened it's a sobriety conference they do a thing called spring fling it's a drag thing and so um, I have friends help me out. Uh, I, you know, suggesting how I could go about it. Cause I honestly, I think that when you're sitting in the audience and you're watching people do drag, it looks so effortless, but yeah. the secret to drag is like the more effortless it looks, the more effort you put into it. Absolutely. So um, many, many happy returns. It's like, I was trying to think of, of a name that would be kind of catchy. I also wanted it to be kind of fun and, and flirty and 
I, I came up with a bunch of other names that were too, probably too offensive to say on here. Oh no, no offense, <laughs> no, let's hear them because I, I would love to hear. Well, first I was thinking, okay, so I was gonna go Ophelia up, you know, <laughs> kind of a play on Ophelia up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, there was there were some others in that. Uh, Urethra Franklin. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, there were some. There were definitely some, some fun ones, and I I I think I might have just been looking at a book, and I thought about many many of that works, Happy Returns, and it's it kind of stuck with me. Now, when she first performed, I performed, and I remember it took so long to get into drag. My friend put me in in makeup. I had a headache by the time uh, I got to the venue and uh, I was, the shoes, everything was completely uncomfortable. You know, nothing was what, as I expected it. And then I didn't go on to like last. And so I was miserable, miserable by the time I performed. And I, I decided that I wasn't ever gonna perform again. And I, I basically was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done. This is not for me. Right. And I didn't perform again. Many, I didn't perform again, I think, for about five or six years. Wow. And yeah, no, it, there was a long gap. I told everybody that Minnie had walked out onto the street and gotten hit by a car and she's in traction. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think what needed to happen because like the challenge I think sometimes with drag, drag queens is it's, it's this lifestyle that kind of, um, where they play into the whole, the, the catty and the tough and the and the kind of biting kind of humor. Mm -hmm. uh, drag queens um, can be really tough, but super supportive. And I think what I, what I didn't understand about it is um, what I understand now, like I don't, in my life period, I don't do the catty unless I know the individual. Right. And it usually is not coming from a place of malice where, right. If I know something about you that that could cause you pain, I don't use that. I use something that is superficial that, you know, and most of the time, if you've seen, you know, when you see me perform, a lot of times I will, the 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 cattiness is playful, but I will also come come back at myself. Right. Um, I, I used to say this thing, especially when I hosted Mascara when I was Miss Casper Country Club, that this is a hub for bad drag. Um, <laughs> but I would continue it by saying, and what I mean by that is it's an opportunity for anybody to step up and and try it out and right. see if they like it in a very supportive way. So yeah, many, many basically has evolved over the years, but initially um, it was it was a one-off and it was never gonna do it again. I can tell you what brought me back. Please. Um, a, a very good friend of mine, we decided for the same same show, just different hosts. Um, after all that time had passed, and mind you, I did a lot of work on me. I think right. it was really important that I did work on me because I was turned off too by that that what I what I perceived as kind of viciousness among like drag queens. Right. And I had friends who they were doing it, but it, they were so caught up in it, and they were prioritizing it over like taking care of themselves, you know, taking care of their recovery. And so I saw that and it turned me off. But then this friend who had been performing, it was a lot of fun. Their, their, their track name is Baby Carrots. I don't know if you ever had an opportunity. No. Uh, Baby Carrots is, is in school now, but I'm sure she'll be back. A lot of fun, just, just so much fun. And the difference with what we did was 
while while our you know our look and everything it wasn't high glamour or anything we laughed from the time we started decided we were going to do it we laughed going shopping to buy the things we laughed putting ourselves in our makeshift like drag and whatever and we laughed on the stage and what i learned is the practice of the third step and the third step for people who don't know is uh, i turn my will and my my care over to the to a higher power to mm -hmm. something else meaning i let go of the outcome i do everything i can within reason without going crazy and then i turn it over and whatever's going to happen is going to happen and because i think of my drag and other things that i do that way it 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 invites room for me to have a good time right yeah that totally makes sense. Um, I'm a normie. And so I get to, I get to hear about it. And so I don't have the, the same spiritual practice. However, I do martial arts and in martial arts, there's, there's a mantra and the mantra is similar to the third step, which is you breathe, you accept, you flow, and you're not concerned with the outcome. Absolutely. And so, right. And so it's, it's, a, it's an energetic value and I, I totally get it. Um, do you feel like because you're, you have this open openness for having a good time and just, you know, handing it over that, that you're, because you're so wicked fast and in the way that you uh, banter with everybody and it is playful. I mean, it's freaking hilarious and it's so quick that that is one piece I just don't understand. I mean, for me, it would take practice, but for you, I don't know if it was practice or if it's just innate. <laughs> I'm a middle child and, um, and, and language is my weapon. I think language is all of our weapons. I read sure. the four agreements and I, I usually try to be impeccable with my word completely. But I think that um, being a middle child and also, also some of the challenges I have being, being a gay black man and Feel you know, needing like I, I think growing up, you know, need, wanting to be seen, wanting to be to be loved or to be um, accepted. Uh, for a while, I was I was the comedian. I thought if I if I made people laugh, then that uh, it would be accepting. I'd be accepted. I don't I don't know where it came from. I just know that it was. In, in my mind, I think it's a combination of like everything because there was a period, especially through the darkest times of my um, my active addiction, that that voice was gone. And I wasn't sharing it with anybody because I was struggling with the idea, again, of, of not being accepted or not having a connection or maybe being abandoned. And I think that um, the longer that I've stayed sober and, and, and I always talk about the longer that I stayed sober in con in connection with doing the work. And when I say doing the work, meaning kind of taking a look at who I was, how I was showing up and how I am now and how I can continue to show up. And so um, I always say like, the reason why it comes across for me so well, because I love the people that I do it for. Like, I think mm -hmm. that, I think that I, for me, I'm not interested in performing in bars I'm not interested in going on RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm, I there are places I I don't need to do. I don't need to drag. I get to do drag, right. and so I get to do it for the, these environments, folks who like love and support me. And a big thing. Um, I don't know if you caught catch it. The big thing for me when I'm sitting in the audience, 
I want the performer to connect with me. I want to feel like the performer cares that I'm there. And so that's how I am with, with folks who are there. Right. I try to connect with as, as many folks as I can, many, <laughs> throw that yeah. out. But yeah, um, and I jokingly, I always jokingly say, I sit up at night thinking about what I'm going to say. It, it's not easy. It's not always easy. But um, uh, when I host a show, um, I have this trick that I do where um, I will watch the performance, think about what I'm going to say. And then when I say it, I tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> So I think about what I'm going to say, and then I tone it down before I say it. But I also I also think about who I'm t- bantering with, right? Because I think it's important. Uh, I learned from a friend of mine, like um, in in setting and establishing boundaries, I have to be mindful. Just because I can say it doesn't mean I should, and it, and it doesn't always go off well. But then I I usually will tr- will try to self correct or say something that that will kind of soften the blow. I mean, there have just been, there have been definite moments when I'm talking, when I say something, it's like <laughs> silence and I'm thinking, okay, I get to learn from that. Right. Well, the thing that I also love is as catty as it is, you also speak very highly of each other. So it's, it's like, you know, um, meow, 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 meow. And then it's, um, you know, you're a great performer, you do these things for the community. There's, so I always see this, there's this great positivity. And every time, the reason I love going to drag shows is it is a celebration. There is, right. And so um, I'd love to talk more about the celebration and, um, and how that comes about, because I, I love what you said that you're there for the, you're there for the audience right? Because you, you love them and you know that they love you as well. Um, I love you because you have no problem going all the way around. So sometimes I'm in the sucker seats and I, I get to connect with you when others, they don't, they don't get, they don't have the chance because, you know, their, their routine doesn't have them go out that way. So. No, absolutely. I don't, my, um, that's the one thing about, I always joke and say my, I give a C plus performance, but yeah. really my, I, I am, I'm a, a fundraising drag queen. And so I'm going out and connecting with folks. Yeah. I'm connecting and that's, that's what kind of motivates me. But to the, to this idea of celebration, I think that we're fortunate because, um, I, I try to pay attention to how I felt in the beginning when I first started performing. Something that happens with a lot of performers is as much as you think you can or you can plan and rehearse and everything, you still black out. Right. And you forget, sometimes you forget what, what you're doing or you, uh, that's why it's a very helpful tool to have someone videotape you so you can see what you can do. So you can break out of like patterns that maybe aren't, aren't, aren't good or, or, or help keep you from being effective. And so um, when I see someone who has wanted to do it, and then they finally get up and do it, and they ha- they're having a good time, and they're getting over their fear. Because my, my degree is in speech communication and public speaking, and I, I am always for folks stepping out of their comfort zone. It's not an easy thing, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like I was talking about, the more effortless it looks, it's like, because I usually, before I go out, I'm nervous. I have nerves. I say a little prayer, and I go out, and then I realize that, again, 
whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And most of the time, people sitting in the audience, they want you to entertain. They don't want, they don't want you to fall on your face. And so they're there to support you. Right. Yeah. That's true. Hey, yeah. before I ask you some more questions, I just want to remind the audience that uh, they're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkavisser. And I have the absolute honor of speaking with uh, Lewis Cullen, who is talking about sobriety, talking about drag, talking about recovery, talking about so many things that are positive. So um, here's another funny thing. I don't know if you remember, it was a Halloween event and I was absolutely nervous. I was going in and doing readings. I was coming in as an alien. And uh, here's how you introduced me. Uh, there's someone coming from the fifth dimension and I have no idea what it is, but I'm sure she's going to, you know, and it was, it was hilarious how you did it. And at the same time, there was no, there was no slight on me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was really nice coming into um, laughter. And of course, and then of course the polite, the polite applause, but laughter coming into laughter's it makes it really easy. So I want to thank you for that. Um, oh yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, while you were while you were talking, I, it took me a minute, and I'm all, oh, I remember that definitely. I think I think also I like to tell folks who who want to perform. I'm all, it's like think of it like this. It's like you being in, in a school performance and your family showing up with their VHS camera, yeah. celebrating <laughs> you and wanting you wanting you to do the best that you can. You know right. and you get to do it. And if you decide you don't want to ever do it again, that's okay. At least you did it. Right. I mean, it's, you don't have to live with that regret. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about, um, I mean, I, I went in doing readings. I didn't come in with drag, although I do want to be a drag queen. I do want to do drag at least once. Oh, and, and well, and the thing is, is that I've actually come up against a couple of things where one person, uh, told me, no, I can only be a drag king. And that really made me sad. And then someone else said something about me not being able to be a drag queen. And, um, and that makes me sad because to me, um, drag is a, is a, a place where you get to learn to be big. And so let's talk about that. These personalities, there's no such thing as a, a wallflower and drag. And I, and um, I know that some people are very shy in their regular life, and then they're outrageous uh, once they get up on stage. So can oh, you talk absolutely. about a little bit about drag and what it is that they're presenting? Because there may be some people who haven't even had the opportunity to um, see a show, which is so sad. But, yeah. yeah. So first I wanna say like, you can be any kind of drag queen or drag king that you wanna be regardless of who you are. I can be a drag king if I want to. I can be a drag queen. Um, we have some amazing um, cis, cis women who are amazing drag queens. San Francisco is great for that. You obviously, you have folks who like have, a, have their idea of what drag is, but really drag is what, what you want it to be. Drag is revolutionary. <laughs> drag, drag is like, I can do whatever I want with it. Now, um, I... I know a bunch of people like there's this one amazing queen, Menora Manischewitz. Oh, love Menora. <laughs> Menora is Menora is everything for me. But Menora out of drag is is shy, quiet, <laughs> uh, although really beautiful thing. I remember when when 
she first approached them, uh, wanted to know how to get involved with mascara. And I gave her suggestions, was even more shy. And I think because uh, this drag has found voice and found, you know, found a way to kind of love and, 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 um, and stand in their truth without like letting in fear and insecurity keep them from doing things. Um, I think that it's great because you put on this face, you put on this mask, you, you put on this costume and in some ways while you think that's what's protecting you, what it is is like, it's, it's kind of like fortifying you. It's like, if, if you understand, it's yeah, like, no, I get it. because as much as I want, like I've had friends who performed in drag and they're like, oh, all these people like that drag persona. But then I'm reminding them, guess who that drag persona? There would be no Minnie if there were no Lewis. Right. You know, I bring, I bring that, I bring that. And, and Minnie has followed me into other areas of my life. You know, she's given me that fierceness in other areas of my life. And it just is a, a nice kind of kind of symbiotic relationship. Right. Yeah. So um, so what I've, you know, I watched uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, the celebrity version, so you could actually see the participant side as they're as they're learning to do drag, is that as soon as that they are, you know, get their face beat, right? Uh -huh. So once they're full on, all of a sudden they said that they can feel this other thing emerging, just like you said. Um, I really don't understand it. Um, and I'm wondering if you can help me understand what is it that that creates this transformation? Is it that there's this person, that there's this piece of you that's always wanting to come out, but has been so stuffed down or what, what's, really, what's really happening? Is that what it is? It's, it's, it's tapping into something that was dormant, that was there. I mean, because obviously if you don't, if you don't have it, you don't have it. I mean, we all have our, our strengths. There are some people who just, you know, no matter what they do, that's not who they are. They have to find find out where they fit other places. But there's this thing that happens when you're getting your makeup done or when you're doing your makeup. And all of a sudden it's like, they call it filling your fantasy. Where all of a sudden it's like, I'll start to see. And and mind you recently, I think you were talking about early in, in introduction, there was the, or what we were talking about, about the glow that's come on or the change oh, yeah. in me. Yeah. I have owned the fact that my, it, when everybody first does drag, of course they want to be glamorous and a showgirl and everything. And folks laughed at laughed at me, and not in a in a malicious way, but because of my humor. And so I realized that I was a circus clown, and then I made peace with that. Okay. That you know what, I don't need to be that. I can be this, and I can be really good at that. But now I jokingly say that I'm either the my persona, Minnie, is either the fun aunt or uh, the mother of the bride. Right. And and because I've made peace with that, all of a sudden it's like, um, and, and I'm really learning how to do my own makeup and not rely on anyone else to do it. So I think that maybe what's happening is I'm finding myself and I'm enjoying this experience more because I think that it, it was a little challenging, like being limited to only when someone else was able to do my makeup or when I had to do my makeup and I wasn't too confident about it. Right. So I think that that makes a world of difference. Yeah. Well, it's incredible. I am the reason that I, the reason that I want to do drag is there is, as you said, there's a fierceness, there's a boldness, there's something I wanted to do it in the beginning when I was a lot younger, I thought 
because there's a sexiness to it. And, you know, I wanted to be vampy. Um, now what it is, is that there's this, there's this sassiness, there's this, there's this thing that comes out that is so authentic that every performer that comes out, I want to be that person. Absolutely. And, and so I think that's what's happening is that there's this draw that I want to be more like the person that's out there and then take that with me in real life. And, you no, know, absolutely. right. Just know that if I'm doing a presentation, I may be looking one way, but you know, vampy vampy is, is out there. Right. So exactly. I think, I think for me, drag has been a blessing because I have a larger than life personality to begin with. And, but I, what's interesting is that I am also not as extroverted as I come up as, as comes up, comes out sometimes. Like I, I really value my downtime uh-huh. and, but, but I, I, I think one of the things that whether or not it's a strength or it's a challenge or so, I have always managed to, um, to switch it on and off, you know, um, there are times like I'll use a perfect example. Okay, so I I I was I won Miss Casper Country Club in two thousand, believe it's two thousand and eight. Not not two thousand eight. Um, it was five years ago. So I'm yeah. I was going to say two thousand eight. I remember. I remember watching you. Yeah. Yeah. So I and and it was that moment after I won because I I did all of the things that was fine, but after I won, I was standing there and I was really uncomfortable with all all of the 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 light pictures and everything, but I decided I was just gonna do it because that's what I had to do. It right. was like the most uncomfortable place to be, but I, uh, thanks to the work I did with recovery, I was able to just kind of be there and right. not freak out, not shut not shut down. And I'm glad that I did it. <laughs> yeah. I am glad too. I'm, I'm really glad because um, I, because I believe, I don't believe, uh, you are the most approachable of of um, all the queens that I've met, and there's something to that as well. Do you know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. not saying that they're that they're not approachable, but maybe it is because you're mother of the bride that you're yeah, so approachable. Absolutely. You know, I think I think the other thing is like I um, it's 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 been a process because I think that for me, like I think that all queens, number one, all all drag queens should have a hand chance at hosting, chance at showing it, because um, it's really important that you kind of, um, that that you flesh out your drag persona, uh-huh. because what was happening in the beginning, when you only perform uh, one number for five minutes or less than five minutes, and you don't connect with anybody, then for the longest time, folks would, I would introduce myself as Lewis while I was in drag. <laughs> And it took me a really long time. And it was only after I hosted and I was able to come out and really kind of bring Minnie to life in the way that I brought her to life. Um, and it's, it's, again, it's a process. Like I was saying earlier, it's like, if it looks effortless, it's because I put effort into it. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that, that the, the standoffishness or the inability for some of the queens to connect is because they're still trying to figure out who they are with right. it. I mean, because some of us, we still struggle with our own hit homophobia, other issues that are connected to it. It's like, it's amazing that we can do that and still, and it, and it challenges us to kind of look at those areas of our, ourselves. Yeah, it definitely has challenged me. <laughs> that, okay, so now the thought of having to still work with, um, you know, homophobia is, 
while, you know, while performing in drag or as a drag queen, knowing that you're doing that work, that is an eye opener for me. I, I forget that you're still a human being and that, you know, it's, you have a whole lot of history back there that you're clearing away, clearing away, clearing away. Right. Absolutely. It's, it also um, challenges you to pick, look at your insecurities and other things, because I think that another wonderful thing that I've, I've witnessed, I have friends who have done drag and in, in doing drag, they've been able to kind of find their, um, understand themselves more and, and, and come to terms with their identity as far as their trans identity. Right. Like oh. there was a, there was a draw to uh, being, uh, to dressing up, to uh, exploring that feminine side because it was a part of, like we talked about before, it's like they were tapping into something that was there but didn't know how to get out. Right. And so uh, it, it definitely, uh, while in me it brought out my humor and this and, and other aspects, it brings out, it brings out many things for many people. <laughs> right, well, that's what I was going to ask. I find, I find whoever is doing drag it's really brave because you don't exactly know what's inside of you that's going to come out. And, and uh, I, I've yet to see it, it ever be bad. Um, but just because you don't know, it's gotta be scary, right? It is scary. I, I had a friend who was really, we talked about their performing and they're all, well, I wanna make people feel this way and I wanna make people do this. And, and, and I was trying to point out that like, you don't know what it is that the person that's watching you is going to be affected most by. So it needs to be what you are affected by. If you, right. if you have an experience for you, it's going to shine through. And then the people that you're supposed to connect with, that, that they're, they're going to get what they need to get from this. Right. And so it's like one of those things, you know, how they say dance like nobody's watching. Right. Well, perform like nobody's watching, but people are watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's another thing about the other thing about this is here's this personality that's coming out, but physically, just like you said, you're uncomfortable. You're right. You're tucking. And for, for some, it's like binding and, and, you know, different forms of binding. So how does that, right. So it's almost like your, your personality, your energy is one thing. And then your body is experiencing something different. So how do you, you know, how do you navigate that? Do you, as you perform, does all of a sudden all the physical stuff go away or are you going, holy shit, you know, this is a long Okay, time. so in the beginning, it's more, it's, it's more of a challenge. I like think now when I, when I perform, like if my heels are like really high or if I have nails on, um, I very rarely wear nails, but I will every now and then. Um, the worst is, um, I, I think the only time when I'm really affected is if I feel like I might be losing my balance. Right. Um, if I feel like I might be losing my balance. And I don't know, I think that when, by the time you start and by the time I start and I get over that first initial bit of fear or whatever, all of that other stuff is just, in other words, it, it's just a su support helping me to kind of be mini, you know? Yeah. Uh -huh. that, it, it's almost like it's 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 my armor, mm -hmm. and I in that moment I don't have to think of it as a, as as knowing. It's usually before it's the in between that that that's the only time for me that I think about it. But I think it's clear that there are some really like, um, especially in the beginning. It's it's not always easy. 
but <laughs> dragon not supposed to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a, maybe this is, you know, I just thought about that. It's like in finding out who you are and coming to terms with your identity or whatever, it's not always neat and tidy. No, it's not always comfortable, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. So you do it because it's worth it. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. All right. Well, listen, for our audience, last question for you. Um, you know, it's it's hard to be brave, right? It's hard to be uncomfortable and take that step forward. What's your advice? Well, I think that for me, it's important to, to find my tribe, to surround myself with people who lift me up, not blow smoke up my ass, but lift me up, lift right. me up and support me in a way that is healthy and that that looks how it looks for you. Um, but I think it's important for me to know, like I always talk about checking my motives, know what it is I, I wanna do and why I wanna do it, and then try to find the folks who can support me on it and then do it. I really feel like, um, it. I mean, it sounds easy, just do it. But I mean, sometimes it's like when you're diving off a diving board, you can stand up there and stay up there forever and freak out or you just jump. Right. You just jump and do it because I think that, um, but but again, having folks who love and support you and 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 encourage you and push you a little <laughs> because uh, the sometimes a little bit of a shove is is, is helpful. But uh, I th think that um, just doing it. I don't know any. I don't know any other way to to say that because it's like, um, I I just I just don't want folks to have regrets for not doing something. Like, cause you never know, you may, you may, you may be the best at it and you right. just haven't given yourself a chance. And it's also, like I said, it's a great way. You know, that, that whole, that song, this one's connected to that one. Mm -hmm. You're working on this over here and you don't realize that it's, it's, it's getting you ready for this thing over there. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I absolutely, I totally get it. Well, Hey, what do you have coming up? What do I have coming up? So, um, I am performing uh, again at Mascara. Uh, Mascara is the monthly drag show for the Castro Country Club at the Eureka Valley Rec Center. And I'm performing on the 19th of this month. And uh, the only other thing that I have other than life is uh, every, Tuesday, every Tuesday at four o'clock um, uh, on our YouTube channels and, um, <laughs> and and Castro Country Club channels. But uh, we have a podcast called At the CCC. You can also go to um, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. And so we have that coming up. And That's about at, it. It's called At the CCC? It's called At the CCC. We were going to call it At the Club, but then there were probably too many things <laughs> at the club. <laughs> I like that. I like that yeah. so very much. Hey, Lewis, thank you so very much taking out the time to just you know, share yourself with, with me and my audience. Super, super grateful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All <laughs> Thank right. You. Okay. Bye. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic.